Okay, we're going to be the new progressive capitalist show. <laughs> progressive capitalism. Let's go. All right, hold on. Mic check. Mic check. Well, nope. Oh, come on. Okay, there you go. Seriously? Nah. No, not seriously. I like to talk about monkeys and bananas. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I heard something. I'm going to move it. Just put it in my sound box. Okay. I know I'm walking away, and you and I. I know. I know. Okay. Oh my gosh. Just uh, slap your microphone. Is that what that was? That means his mic probably died. No, COVID nineteen, all over my screen. Oh. <laughs> so you sneezed. <laughs> okay. I no. I uh, air was expelled. Causing droplets to form on yes. my screen. Yes, of course. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, are you guys you guys ready to get started? Uh, yes, yes. Just ignore my are wax we, uh, on, wax off. Are we going to talk about progressive capitalism, GP? Oh, we should absolutely progressive capitalism. You know, actually, <laughs> since it says since I just since we did just come up with it, I think we should actually define it as capitalism with great social programs. Uh huh. Yep. You know what I mean. Yes, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there is something called progressive capitalism uh, and it's called European society. (laughs) That's progressive capitalism. Yes. That's that's, uh, progressive capitalism. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. You found it. The no nonsense, no script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence, the home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams and GP. We're very thrilled to be joined by GP today, so thank you for being here. I know it's been a busy week for you, but we're glad to have you back. So how are you doing today? I'm going to plead the Bruce. I'm good. You're gonna you're gonna plead the Bruce. You're gonna say you're healthy and alive. Okay. You're healthy and alive. I'm healthy and alive. All right. How are things in Los Angeles? Yes. Okay. Thanks, GP. Bruce, how are you doing today? Well, since he already stole my thunder, I'll just say I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, he stole your thunder. Okay, where would you guys like to start today? Is there any particular place you'd like to start? If not, I will go ahead and jump right into this stuff. Okay, let's have Johnny jump right into this stuff. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Let's go. All right. Um, I know, it's what we do. Okay, so. We're here for you. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you for that. So, all right. The U.S. has officially withdrawn from the World Health Organization. Biden promises to rejoin if he's elected. As of yesterday, we officially, quote, withdrew from the World Health Organization. And it's, it's not a done deal yet. The process will have to be completed one year out from now. So July 6th, 2021, we will officially be out. So what do we think about that? We're looking at a World Health Organization that has been incorrect about everything when it comes to COVID-19 and and coronavirus outbreaks and all that stuff and and their policies and uh, their directives and their statements and everything. They've been more of of a mouthpiece for the Chinese Communist Party. They're not... A reliable source. And they've got mm-hmm. organizations like uh, Google and, of course, one of their arms, YouTube. They've got them on board with their agenda. 
saying that if you step outside of anything that the World Health Organization deems to be, quote, non-official, you can't speak and all of your content's removed. You've had prominent German doctors had their content removed. You've had U.S. doctors, numerous U.S. doctors have their content removed. You've had U.S. broadcasters have their content removed simply because they speak their analysis against what the World Health Organization puts out. So what do we think about leaving the WHO? Is this is this the right step? I mean, I, I believe it's the right step. This is long overdue. We should have been out of that organization a long time ago. Same thing with the United Nations. We should be out of that organization yesterday, not tomorrow, yesterday. We're long overdue on this. We give more than $450 million a year to the World Health Organization. And we currently owe in the United States, we currently owe $200 million to them. So if we're continuing to pay and put in all that money, which I guarantee you, we're probably one of the top countries that put in that amount of money. If we continue to pay, we are. Yeah. Okay. If we continue to pay like this and we turn around and we get nothing but a, a, a Chinese communist party agenda, what's the point? What's the point? So what do you guys think? GP, let's start with you. It's a gain. What, what are we gaining with the World Health Organization? What's the profit? Do we know? Well, no. you get I mean, their advice. You get their you advice. You get their advice that has been, you know, basically, you know, pushing uh, as an agenda. No, seriously, it's, it's just because what's what? I, honestly, I mean, it's like an analogy is, is, is it what kind of value does it have for me? What does it have a value for my family? What does it have a value for my country? Is the World Health Organization pushing an agenda that's going to contribute to my country's health? Is it? Or is it going to contribute to a certain country's health over my country's health? Is that what it's about? Where's my dollars going? Is it going to researching viruses or spreading viruses or just giving us pamphlets? Is it just a pamphlet organization? Hey, by the way, there's a new disease out. Here you go. Hey, there's a new disease out. Here you go. Is that what it is? Are they doing cures? What are they doing? What are they doing for me? What are they doing for for us? Honestly, I think it's uh, I think you touched on a couple of things there. And I think I think it bears relevance. You, you said that. What do they do? Do they pass out pamphlets? Do they spread diseases? I would say yes to both of those, because what have we gotten from this? And you said also agendas. We've gotten agendas. We've gotten talking points, hence pamphlets. We've gotten directives handed down from the WHO down to the CDC and the NIH and other respective countries that have adopted their policies that have been incorrect. People have been silenced. Journalists have been silenced. Medical personnel across the world have been silenced because they don't follow that agenda. Also, you spoke on, do we get spreading of diseases through the WHO? I think so, yes, because they made the initial statement that those countries that wanted to close down travel to and from mainland China were considered racist, xenophobic, uh, you know, whatever. Pick your label. But Mm -hmm. in a sense, by by countries following that and being called those things by the World Health Organization and saying, no, we don't need to shut down travel. That's not necessary. Knowing that it was coming from China and it was it was going to the United States and, and mainland Europe, knowing that that happened, I would say, yes, they allowed the spread of that to happen to further the agenda that they wanted to promote and then allowed them to increase their status and increase their authority under that guise. Would you agree with that? Well, from what I can see, I mean, you know, I'm not there. I'm kind of a facts guy. I mean, I, I I see some of this evidence that that's the case with them, but I don't work there. Well, yeah, I don't work there. But either. I would like but to. Just... I would like to know. I would like some publicity of saying they did some good. I'd like to hear that, and that's what I'm not hearing. I'm I'm not hearing that they prevented five million people from dying. I, I don't see that. I don't see that they prevented anything. All I see is that they prevented countries from closing. I do see that. 
They prevented people from reacting quickly. I see that. You know, we had we just had one of our own politicians, Nancy Pelosi, on their word that it's okay that we have no risk. So they puppeted one of our own, one of our own people, made a mockery of us. I kind of have a problem with that. Whether you believe in their politics or the president's politics, they did the same thing with, you know, with Trump. That's terrible. We wanted to close our borders. We should have closed our borders. And maybe we wouldn't be in the situation right now where we have children that are hungry. There are people shooting each other on the streets, where we have families praying that they can make their next payment on a bill. We shouldn't have that. And they contributed to that. So there's my problem. This is all I can say. And I do know. We, uh, would you say we, we put into it 250 million roughly? Uh, no, we, we put in, we owe 200 million. We put in roughly 450 million a year to the WHO. Okay. And we currently yeah, owe 250 you, million more. Or excuse me, 200 million uh-huh. more. I'm sorry, 200 million more. Uh-huh. And and why do we owe it? Is it just, uh, well, we've claimed we were going to give them money and didn't give them money? Is that, is that what they're meaning that, there? I'm assuming that we, we probably do this like what they do with European countries that pay into the EU coffers. I, I'm just assuming here. We put mm-hmm. in an installments. That way, a flood of cash doesn't go in and everything gets raked off. So they have a steady income. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So what yeah, we put yeah, in, kind of, we were yeah. we were probably withdrawn. Like we probably withdrew because we're halfway through the year. So 450, mm-hmm. 200. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing the math. Yeah, so we probably owe sense, for the yeah. rest of this year. I'm wanting to say the next runner up for the amount of um, spending, you know, as far as countries are concerned, is China. And I'm wanting to say they're like 20 to 40 million. They're, they're a fraction of what we do, you know. So do I think we should get out? Yeah, yeah. Exactly what you guys were just saying. They lied to the world. They took the uh, CCP stance on, oh, the virus, it's, it's not a big deal, you know, and it's it's not fatal. It doesn't spread well, whatever. You know, it, it's all fine. Everything's good. It's not leaving the country, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? It's not going to. It's not going to turn into a pandemic. That was the narrative that we'd gotten in the in the very beginning. And they kind of swept things under the rug. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with them. Yeah. Pulling out money, pull out. I want nothing to do with them personally. You're, you're part of the CCP. Uh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out. So, yeah, let's get out of there. You know, Sooner I saw that. Yeah, I, I agree. I saw that, um, which I mean, we've been screaming about that for years anyway. But I saw that there's a few senators that are not happy about this. They're not happy. Senator Jeff Merkley, he is um, he, he's a little upset. He's a uh, he's a Democrat. And he says that by pulling out of the WHO, Trump is delivering a huge win for China and a huge blow to Americans. This move abdicates international leadership to China, at which they already had it anyway. Mm-hmm. And ensures that more Americans will get sick. See, because we don't have the WHO, Americans are going to more Americans are going to get sick. More finger pointing and blame mm-hmm. shifting while Americans die. What exactly is he doing? He's doing exactly that. Senator Bob Mendez, or, uh, Senator Bob Menendez. He said Congress received a notification that the president of the United States officially withdrew the U.S. from the WHO in the midst of a pandemic. To call Trump's response to COVID chaotic and incoherent doesn't do it justice. This won't protect American lives or interests. It leaves Americans sick and America alone. Excuse me. Hmm. How exactly does this benefit us by staying in? They allowed this to spread. They made it worse than what it actually could have been. They covered up for China in the initial stages. They carried the agenda that allowed them to continue the cover-up and allowed it to spread to the rest of the world. So how does that say that it won't protect American lives if we're not in it? The, these people are are absolutely insane. So 
Let me ask these senators that are you uh, saying this. What have you done to help curb coronavirus? What have you done? Uh, you know, because the president talked about in the very beginning wanting to shut things down, and the Dems were like, "Oh, that's racist." So, um, yeah, kind of you're you're kind of on the wrong side here right now. Joe Biden says that he will put us in. He will put us back in. And of course, I'm sure that we'll get back in the Paris Accords as well. He'll put us back mm-hmm. into the uh, the WHO if he's elected president. And he put out a tweet. Of course, I'm sure that he didn't write this. I'm sure the guy that was sitting next to him did. Americans are safer when America is engaged in strengthening global health. On my first day as president, I will rejoin the World, uh, the world Health Organization and restore our leadership on the world stage. Who says we lost it? Mm. Who says we lost it? Does anyone say that we've lost it outside of these these morons? These people, this establishment have taken our kindness for weakness. They have used our good name to go out there and implement international policy around the world when we have no business doing so. We have to mind our own business. I'm not saying be isolationists. I'm not saying be xenophobic or something like that as a nation. You cannot do that, especially not in today's world. We should be friendly with other nations. We should trade with them under the guise of fair trade, which is how it should be. Not free trade, fair trade. And these are all things that we're not doing. We've broken from that way. The end of the Second World War, we were supposed to come back home. We didn't do that. We stayed and we became a world empire. And we've allowed organizations like the World Health Organization to fester, along with the United Nations. Of course, that's the that's the uh, larger control arm of it. But I think that as far as I'm concerned, the United Nations needs to be next. Those people need to be taken to the woodshed politically. They, they need to be taught a lesson. They're carrying the agenda for everything that is anti-Western. Forget American. They're carrying an agenda for everything that's anti-Western. Any Western nation, rather that's mainland Europe, Australia, the United States, Canada, Mexico, I'll throw Mexico in there. Everything that's Western, this organization is abhorrently against. So it's time for us to pull back. It's time for us to pull back and and to reassess. We're right back to where we were 100 years ago with the League of Nations. It's turned into a, um, a select club for certain people to operate, and that's all it is. It's a corrupt organization that needs to be defunded, and it needs to be broken up. Now, I'm not saying that we need to throw out you know, a, a, a world forum. That's not what I'm saying. Because the way the world is and the way we have the technology that interconnects all of us, and we can the way that we have the global travel and the way that we have the global economy that's been set up this way, and we have the trade the way that it is, world leaders have to get together and talk. It has to happen. You've got to have that dialogue between nations. But no one elected to give these people legislative authority over anybody, over any nation. So why are we keeping them around? I have nothing against the organization on its on its face. I have a problem with the fact that they try to legislate policy to countries when none of them are elected and we can't remove them. They just arbitrarily hand down policy that gets people killed, which is exactly what's happened here. I don't like centralized government in general. So what the what it, what it's turned into, I yeah, I, I don't like it. But yeah, GP, any more thoughts on that before we move on? No, I I need more information to have more thoughts. <laughs> you need but more I information. Just know what they've done? I I can, do, you want me, do you want me to give you a name? Do, do you want me to give you a name? <laughs> I need a name. You give need me a name. A name. Give me okay. a date. Yes. Yeah, I'll give you a name. Phone okay. numbers are more helpful. So yes, there's a lot of people that are just not happy about it. It's it's how it's presented. The media is definitely presenting this as you're going. They keep presenting the you're going to die, and which is you know it's the easiest way of getting people to do what you want them to do. 
And it's the biggest fear everybody has currently. The, these these organizations that say we need who? You know what four hundred million could do here in the United States? I could give if the federal government gave a uh, if that four hundred dollars of my money, my tax money, went to an organization that studied and prevented diseases only. That's I could get a pretty good staff to watch that for four hundred million dollars instead of giving it to a foreign country, foreign uh, a. Uh, Body. A foreign organization, foreign body, yes, that I would rather have it in-house. I would rather be employing a bunch of Americans that are going to work hard and, and really do some work. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. So moving right along, right? Yes, good Good on the fact that we're actually uh, pulling out of that. And li- like you said, there are a lot of media organizations that are out there. They're peddling the fear. I said it yesterday. This is a virus of fear. That's where they're at with it. They, they stopped with the public health nonsense 14 days into it. Everything now is about fear. And now that we've withdrawn from that organization, you're going to have that flailing from the media that still support that. So it's they're, they're going to stay with it uh, uh, from an agenda standpoint. They're going to stay with it. But anyway, so uh, at least 650 coronavirus cases are linked to nearly 40 reopened churches. You guys hear this? Right. So those that want to go to church, they're now spreading the coronavirus. Churches that have been closed but reopened because they were considered an essential business are now emerging as the sources of COVID-19 cases. So according to The New York Times, more than 650 coronavirus cases have been linked to nearly 40 churches and religious events across the United States since the beginning of the pandemic, with many of them erupting over the last month as Americans resumed their pre-pandemic activities. So none Hmm. of this has... Yeah, none of this has anything to do with rioting or or protesting or or anything like that. See, this is about those of you that want to go to church. And what's going on in the state of California, for example, the governor out there, and I'm not sure that there's any other state that's actually doing this yet, but, and I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. I thought it was something out of the Babylon Bee or the Onion or something when I first saw it. Your governor in California, GP, he's banned singing in churches. You can go to church, but you can't sing. You can't sing hymns. Some churches are already doing that anyway. Like they're voluntarily doing that uh, just because that's what the reports have said. You know, singing is uh, it increases the the chances of spreading it. So they voluntarily uh, decided to um, stop singing. Right. Singing spreads the foot. Yeah. Singing spreads a common house cold. Right. So, I mean, I mean, this is uh, and as far as I'm concerned, rioting and burning and protesting, that spreads it, too. Right. Because you're out there and you're screaming and you're amongst other people. I mean, come on. This is just an attack on churches. That's all this is. This is an attack on your First Amendment right. How dare you want to go out there and exercise your constitutional rights? How dare you? Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. uh, That's basically what I'm getting out of this. It's a you 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 don't fit our narrative. You don't fit our agenda. So you shouldn't be allowed to do anything. That's what I'm getting out of it. Well, that's what it is, because they turn around and they say, well, uh, your church is not essential. See, they're back to where they started again. And it's it's stomping on your rights. See, everything is about the guise of public health and and what they're doing. So here's what we're going to do. Like tomorrow, what I want to do is honestly, because what's being done here, this is not by chance. Right. They're following a specific line here. And and I want to talk about this tomorrow because I heard some references to it today and I thought, what, really? Are you serious? So I need to start doing a little bit more research on it. But I want to I want to sit down tomorrow. Bruce, you are here tomorrow, right? Uh, Yes. Tomorrow I am. Yes. All right. So tomorrow what I want to do, I want to sit down and I want to talk about the psychological trauma of public health. Okay, 
That, that's what I want to talk about. Because these agendas that are being pushed under the guise of public health, this is all being done very meticulously. And the way that they're pushing them and the manner in which they're pushing them, we're going to explain precisely what this does to people and what it's doing to people's psyche, what it's doing to the populace on a mass scale. Anxiety's up, stress is up, worries up, concern is there, anger's there, people are sad, they don't know which way things are going to go, and they continuously get bombarded and hammered with all these different regulations, all these different rules, all these different uh, procedures that they need to follow. And what is it? What's being done? It's psychological. Everything at this point right now, this is all psychological. War is what? War is 90% mental, 10% physical. And that's exactly what this is. This is no different. We're fighting the same wars as we fought in the past, but we're fighting them on a new battlefield. We're seeing new tactics. This is the 21st century. What did we have prior to the 20th century? You go back to the 1800s. What did we have? We had cavalries. You had fixed bayonets, right? Over the top, that kind of thing. Then you move to the 20th century. World War I, you had an old 19th century mentality of how to fight a war. People were still trying to fight based on that line, the cavalry line, fixed bayonet over the top. So you had that and you had mechanized war, which was being brought into the uh, to the mix. So everything was moving to mechanized forms of warfare. This is why World War I, you had such a loss of life that it's almost incomprehensible even by today's standards. The tactics changed. Battlefields were the same, but the tactics changed. The planning changed. Same thing as you saw with World War II. This is why the Germans were so successful in the campaigns that they had, because they were a fully mechanized unit moving across Europe, whereas no other country was adapted to that point yet. And on top of that, of course, you had German industrial might that was just absolutely out of this world. But side issue. The fact is, is that we are now in the 21st century. We are in a war right now. Whether you like that or not, whether you know it or not, it's there. We're in the middle of it. But it's being fought in a way that you don't recognize. These people that are in these established orders in the world, I don't care what country you're from, whether it's the World Health Organization, whether it's the National Institute of Health and Infectious Diseases, whether it's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, these are the ones that are waging war upon our way of life. The 21st century has brought a new form of warfare to us. We're fighting biological, we're fighting economic, and we're fighting cyber wars. This is the new century. Things have changed. This is why we feel like we're getting stomped on right now, because we don't know what to do. We're still stuck in the last century. We're inherently designed as human beings to fight a soldier coming at us, right? Tribal warfare kind of stuff. We're, we're inherently designed to fight that. This is something completely different. This is why people can't recognize it. They're coming at you with, well, if you do this, then you're going to kill people. If you don't do this, then you're going you're gonna to cause harm to someone. But see, it's all about making it. They flipped everything. It's about making it about you. You have to do this or you're endangering someone else. So what does that do to the psychology of a person? What does that do to the psyche of a person? How does that change them? We talked yesterday about public shaming when it comes to mask wearing. This mentality that you should treat someone that doesn't wear a mask like a drunk driver. Do, do you understand what this is doing? The, the amount of, I mean, I almost want to say it's bullying because that's what it is. When you, you just scream hysterics at somebody and you knock them down and you humiliate them in public based on what? False science? Political science? Because that's what this is. It's about beating the population of whatever country you come from. It's about beating you into submission. That's the war we're fighting now. 
you feel like, well, I, there's something wrong here. There's something not right. You can see that there's something wrong. You can see that there's something that not that's not right, but you can't quite figure it out. That's because they're fighting a war on their terms. We are not fighting against them on their terms. That's the disconnect. So tomorrow, as I said, we're going to talk about the psychological trauma of public health and what this is doing to people. And you're going to find some similarities in what's been done in the past, what continues to be done to people, and what's being done to us right now. And if you see it, if you can comprehend it, then we we do have a very good chance of fighting back against it. But people have to get out of this this bubble. You, you, people have got to get out of this bubble. I don't know what else to do. I, I really don't know what else to do to wake people up to this. I really I, I'm out of options here other than throwing everything that, that we've got of, of what we're doing. I mean, our voice carries only so far. You know, we thank all of you for listening. We hope that you recommend us to other people. That really helps us out a lot because all we're trying to do is to warn people and to tell people the truth of what we see. That's it. We don't have any agendas. We're, we're not radio people. We're just concerned citizens. That's all we are. But the more important thing is, is what is this going to do if this keeps up? And that's what we're going to ask tomorrow. Yeah, I do have an agenda. I, I, I disagree with not having an agenda. I absolutely have an agenda. OK, right, I, I want I, I want people to be able to sit down and talk with each other again. I want that civil discourse. I, I want the exchange of ideas again. Like that, that is a great starting point. Uh, so, you know. Well, first, we have to get over the the just straight up hatred. Ask ask yeah. a Republican, can they have a Democrat friend? Ask a Democrat, can they have a Republican friend? And then you can go from there. That has to be fixed. I agree. Because until they accept that, yes, you can uh, have a friend with a different opinion, nothing is going to change. Okay, so anyway, yes, churches. I, I went on a long rant. I do apologize. But what's being done to churches? How people are being browbeaten into saying, oh, well, you go to church, you're bad, while excusing protesters. Th- this is what was going on with, uh, with Mayor de Blasio, who was on... Uh, CNN the other day. And he says, oh, no, those are those are two different things. Those are two completely different things. You're comparing apples to oranges. You have protesters that are out there and it's a it's a true movement from the people. And and you, you can't make that just go away. So let me get this straight. You can make a constitutionally protected right go away, but you can't make someone who's violating law and order. You can't make that go away. Just so we're clear. Did you see the interview with Lord Jamar? The, the uh, rap artist. Do you have it? I, I don't have it available, but he was basically saying this movement, uh, specifically referring to Black Lives Matter, is not our movement. And he's referencing his his race, right? His culture, group, whatever you want to call it. He was saying this is not our movement. This is a movement that a bunch of white liberals created and handed to us. It is. That's precisely what it is. We went over a lot of that stuff. Okay, these are Marxists, not liberals. There's a difference. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, there's, there's a difference. Yes. But it's his argument was, is that this movement was given to them. He was basically saying that the movement, the BLM movement itself was not organic. It was a synthetically created Marxist movement that is funded by George Soros, which it is. And it was just presented to them. And it carries that agenda. It's it's not about something that's fixing any problems. He says, essentially, the only thing that they've done is they've recreated the 1960s. That's all they've done, except this time it's under hardcore Marxism. And you've got the well, leaders actually, of BLM. Go ahead. 
actually he was saying um the the movement's being handed to them so they can't have a movement like the 1960s to where they were able to create an I organic gotcha. movement and actually get their rights you know okay. And, okay. and actually get you. something they want that's that's what he was I saying. got you I got you all right I misunderstood yeah you're you're right so yes that 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 sounds more like it but yes essentially I mean he's he's spot on uh, no agenda here no agenda here but yes that's a um that that's the thing is they excused the riots in all this. All this talk about, well, you're you're bad if you go to church, you're bad if you open your business, and they excused all the riots. I don't hear the riot talk in any of this stuff. They own that, okay? The the Democrat Party in America, they own that. They own those riots. Biden owns those riots. They're the ones that are out there supporting them in the streets with them. De Blasio was up there on stage giving a speech about George Floyd. Which, does anybody even remember who that guy was at this point? That's not even being discussed. None of it. It's like it never happened. And of course, you've got cities like New York, cities like Los Angeles, where they're still rioting. They're still smashing going on. They're still looting. And it's not even talked about largely. We talked about New York, uh, New York City a couple of days ago, didn't we, Bruce? We got 500,000 people mm-hmm. leaving. 500,000 people leaving the cities. No problem here. Yeah. All right. Welcome so New Jersey. You. Yeah, so New Jersey, right? New Jersey is uh, extending the uh, the mask mandate to outdoors. So now you have to wear them all the time. Governor Phil Murphy, which we played a clip of him here yesterday, uh, talking about churches, <laughs> uh-huh. which I have that clip, by the way, if, if you would like to. GP, have you heard uh, Governor Phil Murphy? Okay. Phil Murphy? No, I haven't. Remember, political hiatus to really focus in on what's important. Okay, so this I, I'm going to play this. I played this yesterday. I'm going to play this for you. This is this is New Jersey State Governor who just ordered face masks to be worn at all times. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I want to I want to play a clip of him. This is him on Tucker Carlson talking about churches being closed and leaving liquor stores and marijuana store marijuana dispensaries open but closing churches. Okay, have a listen to this. The Bill of Rights, as you well know protects Americans' right and shrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power to do that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But I do want since you are since you are an elected official, a leader in the government, an executive, how do you have the authority to order something that so clearly contravenes the Bill of Rights of the United States, the U.S. Constitution. Where do you get the authority to do that? Uh, I called up Cardinal Tobin, uh, Cardinal Joe Tobin in Newark. Okay, so CGP, he he has the authority from from Cardinal Joe Tobin, okay, from from Uh Newark to, to do what he did. And the Constitution is above his pay grade. And he wasn't thinking about that when when he closed everything down. So now he has and just just to give you an idea of where he's at. Now he's come out and he's uh, he's issued an executive order today requiring that people wear face masks outdoors when they can't socially distance. In addition to existing rules for indoor masks, certain exceptions apply. Children under two years old don't have to wear them. Face coverings aren't required for people eating, drinking or eating or drinking at an outdoor dining establishment as long as they're open. They're also excused in cases where mask wearing would inhibit health and safety. They inhibit health and safety anyway. 
So why have them? Requiring masks outdoors is a step I had hoped we would not have to make. Well, then why are you doing it, Governor? By and large, New Jerseyans have been outstanding in their compliance. Oh, yes, as long as they do what you say, you inept fool. But unfortunately, we've been seeing a backslide in compliance in New Jersey and across our nation because your inept health officials have changed the methods of counting. How difficult is it to grasp this? Are people... I mean, I'm not in the U.S. right now. Can can the two of you possibly clue me in? Are people that much in the dark over there right now when it comes to this counting? Or, or am I the only person that sees this? I, I can't be. I refuse to believe that. Is none of this being discussed on the mainstream media? None of it? None of this counting method? N- none of this... Uh, one person has it and, and because you have a headache and 16 other people have it. Can you guys shed some light onto this for me, please? Is this possible? <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's, it's the conflict. It's the consistent bickering that we have between people. It's the you're going to die. You're not going to die. It's there's the politicians and the media has become so good at directing our attention that we just don't know what's real anymore. We're just team A and team B now. But Which people, team are you on? I'm on team A. Oh, okay. Whatever team A this. says, I'm good with. But you can how, see how it, is but it? It's, too much. it's dangerous to see through it. And you're thinking, oh, how is it dangerous to see through it? I would like you to go pick a public, public post on a Facebook and disagree with a death count, any death count, whether it's humans, whatever, a COVID count, anything. Just disagree with it by stating some facts that you research. You will be inundated with hate. The numbers aren't, doesn't matter. The numbers aren't real. It's like they did the, you know, like they were doing the, uh, as poor, gosh, I feel so bad for them. They did a thing on the Black Lives Matter and they were asking all these Black Lives Matter, these militant Black Lives Matter people, how many people were killed last year, unarmed black men were killed last year by police officers. Not one of them said less than a thousand, not one. Then somebody goes, well, look, we have it right here. It's nine. They got so aggressive and angry, they had to step away. That's that's the difficulty that we're coming against. Is it's, it is it inconceivable? If you don't agree with my numbers, people. I'm going to get violent. If you don't yes, agree with my numbers, I'm going to get violent. Is it inconceivable, though? And I, I see what you're saying, because it's that mob mentality on social media. Yes. OK, my first question is, yes. why are you even on it? OK, that's my first argument to that. OK, second Seconds. Because I like posting pictures of my cat. Yeah, okay, you're on there for, like, animal stuff. Okay, fine. But the side issue. The thing Mm -hmm. is, is... It, it, if we can sit here and we can find this information out for ourselves, what prevents everyone else from taking it upon themselves to be individuals and go out and get it themselves and understand what's actually happening? This is the point I'm trying to I, I guess I'm, I'm alluding to here is what Lazy. is preventing people from is it laziness? Is, is it just flat out? It's, laziness? it's complete laziness. You could put a picture. I could put a picture of Jack in the Box and then the headline will say Nazis found in Rhine River. And people will assume Jack in the Box had something to do with it. That's how we are now. We see a billboard and it, we take two seconds and we know everything about that subject. We've become that way. All of us are that way. How many times have you seen a picture, seen a headline attached to a picture, and already you assume that picture is relating to the title? Come on. I've done I, it. I don't done I really it. don't know I'm what to time. say. I, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't know what to say because I, I'm just... I have it in my head that people are going out of their way to figure out what's actually going on because no one's going to do no. this for you. No, no one's going to do this. For no, you. they're not doing it. Okay. I have. I put up. I put up posts. 
deliberately, maliciously altered. How dare you, Jesus? And it's such a, I dare, know, I do. How dare you? But it's it's you so troll. vague. It, but it's, a, it's I am trolling, but I'm not trolling in a way that makes. No, I get what you're doing. You're it, you're planting the it's, subliminal it's a message. Vague situation, like I did. You're, I, it's you're a, giving it's, a, a, it's a, like one of them was an AOC's quote. She was quoted as saying, "You know, we need to shut down this thing," and it's completely false. But it's believable. My quote was was like, look what we're having to deal with in the United States. The, obviously, there's, okay, there's no agenda to see here. If you are pro-AOC, you will see, oh my gosh, the agenda is to show us in a bad light. But if you're against AOC, you're going to see, oh my gosh, she's trying to shut down the economy. And that's all you're going to see because that's how she, most people are sheeple. They don't want to take the time to actually read and go, okay, yeah, she is kind of against the economy going, she never stated it in Twitter like it's been posted, but there's agendas going on. You got to do the research, people. Everyone's got to do the research. Take, take a few, take a couple seconds and not just ignore the pictures and just read. Ignore the voices. Like when I have to de well, for Donald Trump, I don't know about you guys. When he's speaking, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. So what I have to do is I take his speeches because he talks to three or four different people. Every time he talks, I highlight each conversation in a certain color so I can follow what's going on. And I get the truth that way. I'm like, OK, so he didn't say inject bleach into your freaking system. He never did. No, he didn't say that. But if you were not if you didn't realize he was having two conversations and you didn't listen to the speech clearly that he did never said bleach ever. It was not even in the conversation. You wouldn't know that because, you know, they only play a portion of a clip in a, in the media. That's true. Yeah. They, well, and they take that? everything out what's of context that? anyway. Yes. But no, you're you're right. People do need to do the research. I, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at at how things are going over there. And I see largely I see a compliant, neutralized populace. And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You've got little worms like Governor Phil Murphy coming out and making this order which he's not the only one. Look at all these other ridiculous, out-of-control governors that are doing this. You got this ridiculous little tyrant up there in New Jersey that's doing the same thing. And now he comes out and says, this is a quote from him. He says, not wearing a mask is an act of selfishness, plain and simple. You hear this? You hear how he's beating you down with words? It's a sign, this is his quote, it's a sign that you think you're invincible and damn everyone else. The time for selfishness ended back in March. You know what? It's a sign that you think you're invincible and damn everyone else. Do you understand what he's actually saying? By him saying that you have to wear a mask and conform to what he's saying, he's saying that he's invincible and damn everyone else. And he's reprojecting that onto you. The time for selfishness ended back in March. It ended for everyone else, but it didn't end for you, did it, Governor? He's being selfish. He's the one that's stomping on people's freedoms in that state. Wearing a mask is an act of selfishness, plain and simple. You know what? I would say, to be honest with you, that's probably true. It is an act of selfishness because you're thinking of yourself. Wearing one, right? I, I would say I would say wearing a mask is an act of selfishness because you're thinking of yourself. If that's what you want to do, right? You're, you're thinking about yourself. That's your choice. That's not his choice to make for you. That's not a federal government's choice to make for you. Damn all these people. That's what should be said. Not complying with this. People have to do their own research. You have to take the time, dig through the information, drill down into it, extrapolate the ideas, and form your own opinion based on what you think is right, based on your own common sense, your own research. 
do not take what these people if if Jeep, if what GP is telling me, which I believe if what GP is telling me is the case with all of our good people in the United States, you don't know what to believe. Well, then why are you believing them? If you don't know what to believe, why would you listen to them? People that have been incorrect about everything up to this point, they're continuing to be wrong. They're implementing policies based on false science, false data, and they're throwing it in our faces and they're just telling us to accept it. And we blindly capitulate to it. I don't understand it. Where's the fight in people? Where's the pushback? The peaceful intellectual pushback. I see it from some people. I see it from some people, though it's not put out on any of the mainstream media networks. Gee, I wonder why it's not put out there. You have to go and dig around online to find it. You find guys like journalist John Ziegler out in Ventura County, California. You got people like good citizens down in, uh, in Palm Beach County in Florida. You got some people standing up at the local level, but you don't hear about it. Why? Because that's a message to push back against the establishment, the corrupt, embedded, entrenched establishment whose time is over. It's a pushback against their illegitimate reign on power, and they don't want that to gain steam. They want the riots from groups like Antifa and BLM out there in the streets burning your houses down, burning your businesses down. That is what they want. That's a legitimate movement to them, not any group that turns around and threatens their rule. You've got to do the research. I cannot tell you, uh, people should have done this years ago, but now you have to do this more than ever because you're not going to be able to believe what you're being told. So you've got to do it yourself. No one's going to do this for you. We do the best we can here, right? Bruce, you said you want people to have the dialogue. If that's an agenda, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. If you want people to have the dialogue, I want people to have that dialogue too. I want people to be able to think for themselves. If you want to call that an agenda, go ahead. I've said it here before many times. You want to call that an agenda? I don't want to convince you of anything. Bruce doesn't want to convince you of anything. GP doesn't want to convince you of anything. You have to convince yourself on what's right and what's wrong. You have to convince yourself of what is common sense, what's logical, what's reasonable for yourself, for your family, for your community. That's what needs done here. You have to convince yourself. We don't have to convince you. I don't want to convince anybody. I want people to be able to make the decisions for themselves. I want self-governance in people because we can make our lives better through our own self-determination, not because of some government, whatever government that is. So I don't think it's necessarily people being lazy. I think they are afraid of the mob. I think they are afraid of just just peer pressure. Right. And I, I think there's an element of why would the media lie to me or the government about something this serious? Right. And <laughs> path of least resistance. Yeah. Not liking confrontation. So I, I think it's it's a bunch of things. Yes, I, I think laziness is a part of it, but I, I think it's a whole bunch of things all tied together. Why why they're not doing anything. I just want people to be able to to make good, conscious decisions that are going to affect them in a positive way. That's all. And I think that's that by people taking it upon themselves to to actually find out what is right and what's not right, what's true and what's false, you're going to be a better person because of it. You're going to be able to think critically. You're going to be able to extrapolate your own ideas. You're going to become self-reliant and you're going to say in the midst of all of it, you're going to say, why am I even listening to these fools? And then by default, you're going to want to tell other people what you know. And some will listen. Most will probably not. But a knowledgeable public is what we need here, because right now we still have a chance. We still have a chance to knock these people out of the way. 
politically. We have a chance to rid ourselves of them, but it's going to take getting out of the bubble. It's going to take putting in some effort. It's going to take thinking critically. It's going to take gaining knowledge and gaining trust in the knowledge that you put into your head that you're going to make the right decision. So speaking of putting knowledge into your head, a BLM teacher says that two plus two only equals four because of Western imperialism. I'm not joking. I'm being dead serious. Uh, That's really this is, rude, you know. This is this is okay. No, it's uh, it's rude in the sense that and I understand where you're going in this ideology situation, but it's rude. It's saying that well, it's one of two ways. One that no one else in the world could have come up with mathematics because they were just too dumb, or that two plus two is not four. Which is it? Well, I wanted to go. I wanted to run down her bio, uh, and and okay. just give you an idea of who she is. She puts this is her Twitter profile. Okay, so she's she puts her um, her pronoun up there. She's uh, she her. Uh, she is a teacher, a scholar, a social justice change agent, a Chicagoan. She is a PhD student at Rutgers University. She's an architecture enthusiast, a wannabe math person. Obviously, she also says BLM always. Bureau of Land Management. Bureau of Land, cool. Ma- yeah, Bureau of Land Management. Bruce's favorite uh, government bureaucracy. Yes, loves them. She says uh, she says in a tweet uh, that she put out two days ago. She says that nope, the idea of two plus two equaling four is cultural, and because of Western imperialism slash colonization, we think of it as the only way of knowing. What is is she implying that we should all be thinking one times four is four? I mean, two times two is four. I mean, I, I mean. Five minus what, one is four. Is that what, is that where what, you want I don't, me to, I don't what, what, what do you want me to going. say? Maybe I mean, she you're, just you're doesn't talking, like the number two. You're talking mathematics, GP. Uh, oh, a response right. to this. A response to this was um, people like this are a reason why there needs to be written instruction on shampoo bottles. So correct. She, uh, correct. <laughs> don't swallow hangers on my hangers. Yes, I, I, I have a note that says do not swallow. She How believes that. She believes that um, in her argument, she believes that math itself is racist. And she says an argument that has been made by numerous social justice warriors down over the years, some of whom question why Western math is in common use and not other methods such as the Aborigines count. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Original count. So, the yes. Aboriginal counting method of, yes. of marking a stick. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's racist that the entire world has all decided we're going to use a similar metric, except for freedom units. Uh, I mean, America still has their own, you know, but we, we still, when you get in the science community, they still use uh, uh, the metric system, right? It's yes. kind of like the uniform system where we yes. all agreed upon using. Okay. Yes. But that's no racist. No one says a because, pound of atoms. I'll just let you know. Right. So <laughs> that's racist because we've all decided that we want to use the same math system so that we all can do science projects together. Uh, I, okay. Okay. She obviously doesn't well, take any science classes. To no, understand she, she comes up. She comes up, and she she comes up with this claim here that's talking about uh, because of Western imperialism and colonization. Okay. If this is indeed the case, if two plus two does not equal four in her mind, if people like that are going to dominate the academic world and they eventually get into positions where they are making societal and, and cultural changes. On a mass scale, this now rebukes every scientific and mathematical theory that we've had up to this point, would it not? Wait, wait. I thought we were the science deniers. I thought we were the ones that were saying, you know, science is 
bad well, because we but see what they're talking about of yeah what they're talking about warming. is hard science mm. bruce that, that's hard science mm. we, they don't have mm. any room mm. they don't have any room see they try to justify a subjective truth and they deny an objective reality right that, that's what it is mm. Mm. Yeah. so yeah so they, we should ban arabic numerals is that is that our stance? Because because we're we're cultural appropriating uh, Arabic numerals. Is, is that is that the? I would argue that, that people like this. I would argue that people like this are so inept to, to reality that they don't even understand that that's where that comes from. That that's what I would mm-hmm. argue. A, a large portion of the population actually doesn't know that in the U.S. what Arabic numerals are. They they there was a poll done: should Arabic numerals be taught in school? And oh a large portion of the population said, "Oh boy, no." Okay, I'm not sure I know what to say to that. GP, should we while we're at it, should we ban dihydrogen monoxide since we're since we're in the in the process of removing? It's the number one killer. I mean, it's founded almost almost everyone. You know, all those shootings that just happened. It's founded yeah. every single one of those locations. It's amazing. Almost everyone I, everyone had it in their system. I, I know it's it's amazing how how much uh, how much of that stuff is actually that substance is just laying around everywhere. It seems like I know it's so common. Every child gets it. You know that. The exposure to dihydrogen monoxide? Yeah, every child. It's amazing. We, we should really do something. I think it's a government conspiracy. It has to be. It has. Well, no, it's I, I would argue it's a global conspiracy, to be fair. A glo- absolutely globally, because uh, if you, you know, and they're also pushing on us because if we don't have it, we die. Mm-hmm. Huh. hundred percent fatality. OK, percent. Yeah, all right. So because because the governments around the world say that we should have it, then we should say we shouldn't because they tell us that right is, is that what you're alluding mm-hmm. to here okay all right yeah but if you have too much you die <laughs> true and you don't that's, have enough yeah, that's to die true. as well that's true yeah that's true and, and if you inhale it i mean my goodness that'd be even worse yes yeah you know that, that can be fatal so anyway um where are we leaving on a lighter Our, note got it yeah on a lighter <laughs> note yeah actually um, that is a lighter note but yeah that, that is a lighter <laughs> note yeah it's, that's funny okay so Dihydrogen monoxide. For those that don't know, that is the scientific name for water. Just so you mm-hmm. just so you know. Di okay, we are hydrogen monoxide yeah. single. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yes. H2O. Let, let me let me add one more thing for sure. those that don't know, because apparently a lot of the population doesn't know this. Arabic numerals are literally one through nine and zero. That's Arabic numerals. Just so you know. Anyway. I'll tell you what, let's let's end. Bruce, you got one thing you wanted to cover before we uh, before we jump out of here today. What did you pull? Because you, you pulled it in the midst of, of us winding down here. So so what did you pull that you wanted to cover before we before we jumped out? Yeah. So apparently there was a uh, couple uh, which the article makes very clear right off the bat. This is a white couple went out and, quote unquote, defaced a Black Lives Matter mural that was painted in front of a California courthouse. Now, they they were they were charged with three three misdemeanors one of which is hate crime and the BLM mural quote unquote was supposedly authorized it was supposedly cleared i have not actually seen any paperwork that shows that it was sanctioned however they painted over it and said we're we're tired of this narrative and so there it's it's being labeled as hate speech so Apparently, painting over paint is hate speech. But it okay. I'm I'm just trying to understand. So they they got charged mm-hmm. because they painted over it, but the people that put it there didn't get mm-hmm. charged for putting it there and defacing public property. Right, it, because they they claim it was it was sanctioned. Uh, they they claim it was approved by the city, and it, it, it's in the middle of the road. By the way, it, it, they they did the the street and um, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, in in bright yellow. So. Uh, I, 
I, you know, I don't I'm know sorry. What to say to this one. I, I'm sorry. First of all, it shouldn't have been there. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's if it's uh, right. if it's Black Lives Matter. I don't care if it's whatever. I don't care what it is. You're out there and you're defacing public property. That is graffiti by any definition. And it should be removed no matter what it is. I don't care. Or it should be painted over or whatever. So regardless, it should be cleaned up. Look what those people did out there at Chaz. Look at all that graffiti that was out there. I don't care what any of it said. I don't care if it's even pro-U.S. stuff, right? If you want to get right down to it. It's graffiti. Remove it. You're defacing yeah. public property. Now, this is, uh, I've I've seen noted that this is actually a state road. So it, they, they, the argument is that the um, the local city could not uh, authorize this. Technically. Oh, please. Oh, please. Um, so technically, the people that the artist, the quote unquote artists that painted this on there should have been arrested as well as. Uh, yeah. If you're going to go for the couple that actually did this, that painted over it, then you should have gone for the artists in the first place with. I mean, if you're going to be this petty and charge them with painting over a, a I mean, th- these are not needed. It's in the middle of the road. You're covering up the where it says stop, you're covering up the the lines, the yellow lines on the road. Like I get it's a small section of road and it's in the in the middle of the city, but come on. Really? I mean, why are you doing this in the middle of a road? It it, it just makes uh, I I don't I I disagree with the couple going in there and painting on the on the Black Lives Matter thing, like painting over it. But at the same time, I disagree with Black Lives Matter doing this in the middle of the road. Like well, just bugger the state, off all this stuff. If it's I'm state, tired of the if, too. Yes. If, well, here's here's a simple solution to it. If it's a state road and the city claims they couldn't have done anything, let the state come in and, and remove it. Let, let the state come in and, and, and tear it all out. Well, the, the thing is, is it true. But at the same time, this couple that did this, they're being arrested and charged. What about all the people that went in and tore down the signs or not signs, the statues? What about the, all the, the rioters that tore down the statues or all the rioters that went in and broke into the stores, damaged people's property. What about those people? They did real damage. This couple, did they do real damage? Did they, were they a menace to society? Did they do anything to warrant them getting arrested and charged with misdemeanors? Answer, no. No, they did not. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a case. It's a case to throw it in to throw into the public face, to make an example and say, it's the, it's the criminal state saying you do this this is what's going to happen to you. That's how I'm seeing it. That That's how I'm seeing it. Stop. Is it against the law to do what they did? Both are against the law to do what they did. Yes. It doesn't matter. Or was it against the law to Actually, do what they did? To um, paint over anything, to paint a public building. Is it against the law? It's actually a public road. Or a public road, sorry, actually, sorry, sorry, public road. Yeah. Yes, you're not the, supposed the to deface any of that actually, stuff. Yes. It's, it's, it's so illegal. It, it doesn't matter right. what that stuff is. It's illegal. Yeah. So the people who did the original sign, if they did not get permission, should be punished. And also they should be punished because it is both there is against the law. Now, if okay. they would have gone to the court and said, hey, I would like to remove this. And they said, OK, or went to the anti-graffiti unit, which most cities have and said, could you please remove this? That's a different story. But they they violated the law. I mean, if you want the laws to change, change them. But we made them and we have them. Actually, we have I don't. I don't necessarily want the laws changed. I want them enforced equally. That's all. Um, okay, so, so you want to talk about inmates and different sentences they get for the same crime? Hence why I say enforce them equally. Yes. 
the other the other issue I have uh, concern I have with with this whole scenario. The couple that did this, this is the things that they said. The narrative of police brutality, the narrative of oppression, the narrative of racism, it's a lie. That's what the uh, the husband said in this, right? He was wearing a MAGA hat and a Trump 2020 shirt. Now, it kind of concerns me just a little bit that the city's playing favoritism towards BLM and going after the Trump supporters. That That's just kind are of concerning say, just a little bit. Bruce, are you saying there's a political agenda afoot? What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. What's, I mean, I know. With Shame you? on me. I, I know. Right. Shame on you. Shame on you for thinking that. Okay, Uh, we are out of time. Uh, Unfortunately, we're going to have to jump out of here. For those of you who have not and would like to, please do give us a follow over on the platform of Parler. You can follow me over there at Jay Anderson 3. You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. We welcome all of your feedback. We welcome all of your comments, your likes, your echoes, your upvotes. And we take all feedback, good or bad. Uh, and we would really appreciate it if you give us a follow over there. We're not big on social media, but we are there to to promote the podcast and interact with uh, with you, the listener. Actually, you know what? You know what? OK, uh, GP, do you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Two, don't litter. And if you see some trash, take a second and pick it up. Let's be about our community. It may not be your job, but isn't it our responsibility? Let's do that. Thank you. You know, I can't tell you how much I miss that on, on these podcasts. <laughs> hearing you talk about your concern for the environment. And, you know, I've, I had that argument with somebody the other day about toxifying our planet. Kind of stop that we argument are. about the man-made, ch- the climate change thing. Kind of stop that argument. But, unfortunately, that's another rabbit hole we're not going to be able to go down right now. But thank you for the tip on uh, picking up a piece of trash. Yes, you're right. Let's make our communities just a little bit better. Thank you guys for your time today. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening. Because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.